Welcome to Wandering in Hope. Now here's Madisonville Church of God pastor, Josh Benson. Hello everybody, this is Pastor Josh, pastor at Madisonville Church of God in Madisonville, Tennessee, and you are watching, maybe listening to the podcast, Wandering in Hope. Uh, We're picking back up. Uh, Mike and I, our schedules were a little conflicting for about a month there, but we're picking back up where we left off. We haven't forgotten you, and we're going to get you through the fruits of the Spirit. Uh, We have almost wrapped these up at church, been preaching through the fruits of the Spirit on Sunday morning. So let's jump into Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. I'm going to read this with you, and then we're going to talk about patience. All right says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. You know, one of the things I've continuously, to the point of redundancy, have continuously reminded the church about as we've walked through these fruits of the Spirit is that spiritual fruit, like a fruit doesn't emerge from nothing, right? And there's certain principles at stake in this. I mean, you don't plant watermelons and go out a month later and expect to reap pumpkins, right? There's nobody farms like that, okay? So the same kind of principle applies to the logic of, of, of being a fruitful tree. Just intrinsic to a fruitful tree is two, or two things. Number one that that tree is planted in the right environment, okay? And that it's planted the right way. And so if you're going to be a fruitful tree, if you're going to be able to have love, joy, patience, all these things, then you've got to be planted in the right ground, the right environment around you, all right? And you got to be planted the right way, okay? So... This is something I'll remind you of as we go through this. Spiritual fruit doesn't emerge from from nothing, okay? It emerges because there's some things that are right in your life. In order for fruit to yield, fruit is indicative of something that's being done right, okay? All right, so patience. I want to, basically, what I want to do is, Paul doesn't really flesh out these fruits, like, on their own individual terms. And so... As we go through each fruit, I am pulling from a passage of Scripture that helps us flesh the biblical meaning of that uh, that out a little bit more. In Lamentations chapter 3, verses 24 through 26, it says this. It says, The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in Him. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the soul that seeks Him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. I'll say this, this is a little tangential, but I want to say this before we get into it because I want you to realize it by the time we're done talking about patience. It's really hard to be patient if you're not loving. Okay, It's really hard to be patient with your children, with your spouse, with your loved ones, with your co-workers, with your boss, with your employees, it's really hard to be patient if you're not winning at loving those people. Those two things just go hand in hand. Tell you a story about Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln 
Abraham Lincoln had a, a famous detractor uh, to his presidential campaign during his tenure as president of the United States. This guy's name was Edwin Stanton. Uh, Edwin uh, famously denounced Lincoln's policies. He even called Lincoln a low-down, cunning clown. Uh, he called Lincoln the original gorilla. He said uh, there was a explorer during that time period that Lincoln was president. His name was Paul du, uh, Paul du uh, Chia. And uh, he said that this uh, explorer who was over in the jungles trying to chase after uh, gorillas and, and get some of the earliest uh, photograph, uh, photography, and information about gorillas in, in the wild, he said this guy doesn't need to travel outside the United States because they had, uh, they had a lanky gorilla running the, uh, running the presidential office. So he really did not like Abraham Lincoln. He, he, he was his biggest detractor. He uh, said that when Lincoln was shot the night that, that he was shot in the theater, they rushed him across the street uh, into a little room, in a bedroom, in a small home. And that was where Lincoln died, and the doctors operated on him there. And during that time, story goes that Stanton was standing outside of the bedroom. Now keep in mind that as the months and months and months, year or so had went by, Lincoln had been asked, what do you think about Stanton? Uh, Lincoln had been tempted to fire him. Lincoln uh, had been tempted to retaliate to the newspapers, and etc. You know, Lincoln never did anything but treat Stanton with dignity. He was courteous to the man. He was kind to him. He actually, now this is crazy, but Lincoln actually made him the war minister of the United States during his tenure because he said, they, they asked him, they said, man, how can you do that? That guy hates your guts. And Lincoln said, well, he's the best man for the job. As Lincoln laid in that bed that night, the story is that Stanton stood outside that bed and that he cried. And they told one of Lincoln's closest members, of like his, his closest counsel, he told him, he said, Tonight, we have lost the greatest ruler of men that the world has ever seen. You say, what was it that changed Stanton? What was it that won Stanton over, that changed his heart in the way that he thought about Lincoln? It wasn't really anything flashy that Lincoln had done. It was that Abraham Lincoln had been patient and gracious with that man. And that patience enabled Stanton to eventually change his heart. You never know the power of being patient with people. I mean, it is powerful. You know, the patience of love always conquers in the end. You think about it, how many times are we not patient? I know I lose at this all the time. I'm not patient. You know, I want things on my time. I want them my way. It's just it's human nature. It's indicative of being a human being. We're selfish like that, right? And so being patient's hard to do, you know, but you think about the things that you say to that person on the road that's slowing you down, keeping you from where you want to go, right? You're not going to get up Sunday morning and tell everybody you said all that stuff, are you? <laughs> well, we need to learn patience. It's the things we say, you know, when our children are not minding us, when they're not behaving or doing the things that we wish they would, and we lose our coal, we blow it, 
you know, blow our tops. Yeah, man, we need patience. It's the things that we say to our loved ones when we're exasperated after a long day and, uh, and something doesn't just quite fit right for us at the end of the day. Something doesn't just go exactly like we want it to and we lose our patience. You know, it's when you're looking for something in your life, when you're trying to search for something and find something, and and you just wind up selling for second best. Why? Because you settled. You weren't patient. You didn't wait on God. Um, you know, I'm not in. I'm not into health and wealth gospel at all. Um, but I'll tell you this. I'll tell you the story. I just don't want you to misconstrue it for me being like a. Pentecostal, charismatic, health and wealth person. All that's garbage theology. Anyway, so <clears throat> I recently bought me a Jeep a little over a month ago, 2006 TJ, uh, 130,000 miles, uh, manual transmission, super clean, just never been off-road, dude kept it garage kept. I mean, mint conditions, thing sweet. It is nice. I looked for months and months and months. Uh, I could not land a deal on this Jeep. I kept looking um, about the third or fourth week into my search. I had touched base with a guy in South Carolina and said, hey, you know, here's what I can give you for the Jeep. This is what the bank's going to loan me. This is what I can give you. You're asking way too much over NADA value. I understand that's where the market's at, but here's what I can do. I never heard back from this guy. So several months went by, and I had gotten so frustrated. And one day, actually, my wife... I was driving home from Knoxville, and I said, well, I said, man, I'm so frustrated because I, I had lined up to meet this guy to look at his Jeep, and he's asking too much over boot, uh, NADA and Blue Book value. The bank won't loan the money, and so that deal's fell through. Ah, oh, I'm so frustrated. You know, it's happened a dozen times. And she said, uh, you know, she did what wives are good, right? Good at doing, like they give you a gut check. She said to me, she said, well, have you prayed about it? And I was like, oh, my goodness, woman. <laughs> you know, <laughs> ah! and I was like, yeah, you're right. And um, so she gave me gut check and she said, why don't you quit looking? Just give, just quit for a little while and just pray about it. If it's meant to be, it'll happen. It's like, okay. And so I really quit looking. Like I would look maybe a couple times a week and a few weeks went by. And I prayed about it, not real like every day I didn't pray about it, but I prayed about it a couple times. I told God, I said, look, I said, if I'm supposed to have this Jeep, I think this is what I'm looking for. But if it's meant to be, it'll pan out. And if not, I'm not worried about it. A, few, uh, a couple months or so had went by, and this I just got an email from this guy out of the blue. He said, hey, he said, I've been out of town. He said, I got your email. He said, I've thought about it. He said, if you want the Jeep at that price, that you gave me, he said, and you'll meet me in Asheville. He said, it's yours. I was like, man, I was able to get the loan. I bought the Jeep. It's the exact thing I would have sketched out on paper if I'd wanted one. Everything from the color to the aftermarket tires and wheels that's on it is exactly what I would have sketched out. Now, did I have the opportunity to settle for something that was second best in terms of what I was looking for? Absolutely, I did. But I'm, I don't know if you call it virtue and patience or if you call it being stubborn. I just would not do that. I would not do that. Okay? And so a lot of times I think we lose patience with God and, and we go through these little rough spots, these divots in life's highway. And what's happening is we're having 
we're having to hit the mud holes and bog through them and deal with second best because we're not waiting on God. We're not being patient with the Lord. God has a plan for your life, but you've got to be willing to trust God. Now, why are we impatient? You ever ask that question? Like, think about it. Why am I impatient? Well, it's because we're selfish. That's just... It's just who we are. We're just fallen creatures, man. We're just selfish. Being selfish really hurts God. Think about it like this. Let's say that a father told his child, said, hey, I'm going to give you a new car when the time is right. So the time comes around. The child becomes impatient. They have given up on dad's promise. So the child goes out and buys a used car. Well, man, this kid didn't know what they were looking for. The car turns out it has all kinds of problems, all right? Crazy interest rate, paying outrageous insurance. Why'd they wind up in that condition? Well, because they quit trusting their father and what the father had said. They quit trusting dad's words. You need to trust dad's words. You need to trust what God tells you. That God, When God says yay, he means yay. God says no, God means no. But God ain't never sitting on his hands throwing up maybes all the time. God don't play like that. God has a plan. But you've got to be patient and trust God that God knows what's best for your life. Okay? Here's what Lewis said, C.S. Lewis, in talking about how humans go for the lesser things in life. It's so beautiful. It's one of my favorite quotes from Lewis says, it would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink, sex, ambition, when infinite joy is offered to us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by being offered a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. Man, that's powerful. You think about that. Why don't we wait on God? Why don't we have patience with God? We're just too easily pleased, man. We want instant gratification. That's the world that we live in, right? Patience is one of the hardest things for me. I'm not going to lie. It's a tough one. If it's hard for you, I would encourage you to remember that God that God does have a plan. That Sometimes God can't explain that to you while it's happening. But in the long run, we always look back and know, yeah, God had that under control. The Bible says, but they that wait upon the Lord, that they will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. Don't faint and don't grow tired. Be patient. This is Pastor Josh, Massville Church of God. We love you. Take care.